Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Bird, ready, bird. Very passionate. Bird, ready, bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. I want an unbeliever. Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, beaming to you live from Houston, Texas. None other than the biggest jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Aguirre. <laughs> Can we get a kicker, please? Yeah. You know what? That's way more important than Wookiee's introduction. Let's just get to it. You don't even... You, the man behind the glass, we know his name, everybody, all right? Ladies and gents. Majestic Beast. Majestic Beast. The big singing Wookiee Nicholas Crumb. <laughs> what is I, happening? I just... Of key. You have one job. Kick the damn ball through the uprights. What? Can we... We've missed three extra points in a row in preseason. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! I do understand. Are we watching... Is this the NFL or is this the AAF? Why are kickers going legit, straight-up Arena League football on our team? retired. I know. Like I'm done. Now, Mike, Mike, Matt Bryant's out in the world. We, we started the last show I, like this because last time, guys, when we recorded, we were watching the game. We're doing the same thing now. We're gonna we're gonna touch on the giant game in a moment, guys. Get us some points on that game from last week. Touch on some camp things, and we're gonna talk about this game also. But before we get to all that, just like last week, we started the show off saying we need a kicker. You know, games in the NFL. The margin of error, very small, very thin, very little. You know, that, that three points means so much in a ball game. That extra point you miss could come back to haunt you, could change everything. You might have to go for two instead of going for one. You might have to go for a field goal instead of, it's just like so many things. So we have Myers last year. We're lost right now with no kicker at all. And I think Mike, Matt Bryant's out there. He kind of contacted the Jets, tweeted out there into the universe of the Jets. Why haven't they at least brought this guy in for a look? Last game showed a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of shed a light on this team. We learned a lot more tonight, too. I thought, hey, from that first game, my big winners from that game, Sam Darnold, Chris Herndon, Jameson Crowder, Ty Montgomery, Chumar Doga, Frankie Luvu, our boy. Josh Bellany played pretty good. Valentine Holmes, Blake Cashman, and Trevor Simeon all had a pretty decent game. Losers, Chandler Catanzaro, he's gone. He retired. Literally, Nate, and I'm, and I'm not trying to judge, literally a loser at life. Retired because he was kicking so horribly. So when we say he's a loser on Mike's list, yep, it's literal. Literal, literal. Nathan Shepard is not doing good. Davis Webb was ter- terrible. Trenton Cannon had a, ter- a bad game, rough game. Elijah Wire, the secondary all around. Uh, Derek Jones got cut. We'll get into that in a second. And, and Ja'Kai Polite really was nowhere to be found. But highlighting really a Doga. Did really well. Uh, for, he played well. He yeah. did. He did. He played really, really well. And we saw, you know, Mike. You know, you know. Tonight, we actually saw him out there, and he got some runs with the. He got some uh, reps with the first team. He did. Uh, Shell during the game. Shell went you know? down. So Shell went down. They, they wouldn't yeah. have done that this week versus the Falcons if he didn't show a little something last week. Correct. Correct. I, so he did really well. I thought Compton also last game against the Giants did pretty decent, and so did uh, Harrison and Asimeli looked like a beast. Fatakasi was the best player as far as improvement that I saw 
from on the Jets from uh, in in the Giant game. He real I believe he's going to make the team now. He's been getting run with the ones because of what he's done. And after McClendon, I think he's the fifth defensive end on this team. And then of course more reps for for Louvu did really really well. Tim White had no catches. You know, a darling in camp, but but he had that that one pass in the free He might have grabbed that ball. Yeah. Um, and then, very interesting. We'll get and we'll get to that, Mike. Uh, Gage used the challenge in this game. He nailed the challenge. Yeah. And Wookie, this hasn't come up yet. Right. Basically, the NFL rule now that you can challenge calls that weren't made. Okay. Retroactively. Right. So Jets go ahead and they challenge it. They get the call right. Right. Because you look at the replays, hold on to uh, to White's arm there. Yep. That's a new rule. The, the way that's going to impact, you know, of course you want to get as uh, many calls right as you Bur- possible. Bertolet right. is up. But where Bertolet do you is up. Kick up, the ball through the uprights. It's, 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 it's it. It's it. It's it. It's it. He's got the it, job. It's it. All right. He, he made a field. Yeah, we just got, we just got uh, 10-9 right now, guys. 5-20 left in the third quarter. Why do win. kickers look like giant babies sometimes? Like, actually, like, like, like tiny human beings. Well, I mean, they're playing with just enormous professional yeah, athletes. And they're, sometimes they're normal-sized humans. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the regular people-sized people are not... You know, they'll always look dwarfed by these gigantic professional athletes. Especially, like, you know when you, you know when they go and they high-five the offensive line, the kicker? Oh, God. You're diminutive as can be. You're, you're, not a, you're not a big man then. Sometimes. But go, yeah, go exactly. back to what you were saying, Steve. What were you saying? What was I saying? Oh, Adam Gase in the, right. uh, the new yeah, rule in the NFL, yeah, guys. The, rule, yeah. uh, the way that this is going to affect the NFL, I'm just interested to see which, you know, it's just so interesting they made this change the way they made it. Right. You know, and what type of things can you challenge? Retroactively, like what type? When when will this come up? Like you know, if this was in place last year, obviously a team would have went to the Super Bowl, and another team wouldn't have. Right. Yeah. I know that's why they did it. They 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 want to get it right. I understand that. At least as a Jet fan, it's the first time I've seen this happen where we challenged a call like that and got it right. It was it was kind of strange because in our life, usually you see the replay, you get mad, you're like oh they didn't call that. And I think that's one of the reasons. I mean, Tim White had a couple bombs thrown to him there by Webb Mike, couldn't get anything done. When we yeah. talk about Chicago Polite Mike, as you mentioned before, who did nothing, he had 32 snaps too. You know, he had two tackles and 32 snaps, so he really didn't do much. Quinnen was yeah. out there for 11 snaps. He had a tackle. Um, so last week, he didn't make too much of an impact. Um, Kafusi, I know you mentioned Fatukasi, but Bronson Kafusi looked good last week, too. The guy in a BYU, six foot six, gigantic defensive lineman. And yep. Valentine Holmes oh, from the land down under. Yep. Yeah. Rugby yeah. legend. Mike, we'll tell you a little bit about him in a second, because Mike knows a little bit about his bio. But I'll just say, this is a guy, if you don't know, Jet fans, go ahead and Google him up. Valentine Holmes, one of the first, one of the coolest names yes. I've ever heard in my entire life. Two, 24 years old, but like a rugby all-star overseas Huge in Australia. Um, you know, they have fan clubs for him, YouTube highlight reels through the roof. Mike knows a little bit about him. I guess, Mike, he was like a, a rugby prodigy when he was growing up. Yeah, I mean, supposedly this guy's the LeBron James of rugby. He's got fans, he's got... I mean, a following, it's unbelievable. So he's part of the league's international player pathway program, which helps foreign players enter the league. So uh, in April, he was assigned to the Jets as the AFC East uh, team. He was chosen at random. And he was assigned to the Jets program, and he will remain on the roster until the end of training camp and is eligible for a practice squad exemption. That means the Jets would get an extra practice squad spot where he could spend the year and learn the game, which means he's safe. So I see this guy as, yes, is he going to end up probably getting cut? Most likely because the Jets know they could develop him without any fear of someone else taking him on the practice squad. Now, Mike, listen to this. This dude's 6'1", 200 pounds. Now, when you see some of his rugby highlights, now, obviously, does rugby necessarily translate perfectly to the NFL? No, it doesn't. Has there been a successful rugby player besides kickers 
in the NFL? No, there hasn't. But this dude's a little bit of a different athlete when you go take a look at him. Um, his 40 time when he ran it was a 4.45 40 time. So wow. at 6'1", 200 pounds. Now, put that in perspective, guys. The average 40 time for receivers in the NFL is a 4.49. Yep. So that that's you know running backs usually are a little less than the receivers when it comes to those forty times. Right. That's that's fast at, and and the, and the, he's the guy's in shape. Yep. And you see some of his rugby highlights. He runs through people. Yep. He's not going to be scared of contact. So if there's a way to maybe take this to kind of mold him into something like Mike said, they're going to be able to hold on and do the practice squad anyway. They're right. not going to lose him. He's probably not going to make the team unless he makes the team, Mike. In some type of special teams capacity, which maybe yeah. isn't outside the realm of reality, just because the way rugby is and how violent that sport is, you know, when, when they're throwing that ball left to right in rugby and dudes dudes are flying at you, that's like a special teams play every play in rugby, yeah. basically, you know? Yeah. So may, maybe yeah. that translates, maybe it doesn't, but either way, they'll be able to hold on to him, and I think it's kind of cool that the NFL has been doing that. You know, a player, I, I'm getting his name off the top of my head, but a player that went to the Panthers last year through the same program. Countries that have really, really good athletes that don't necessarily have any type of football programs in their country. Right. Because yeah. there's athletes throughout the whole world that could translate to be great NFL players, but if they don't play the sport in their country, how would they even learn how to play? Yeah. Why would they play, you know? And 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 I'll, I'll just say, well, like, hopefully he learns and he definitely has the metrics, definitely has the, the skills. If he learns the game and is able to adapt, he could be a tremendous weapon for the New York Jets. And, and then just lastly, I wanted to say Wesco was a little bit slow on the blocks. He was lacking a little bit in speed and power. So that was some, some, some takeaways. And obviously Brown, Kyron Brown, Nickerson, Middleton, they were all really bad on the secondary. So, you know, overall that, those were highlights really from. Mike, can I just mention one more thing too from, from last week before we finish with the giant game is, uh, Dorch actually looked pretty good. Didn't have any issues with returning punts. And then he returned one 32 yards. And you heard some really good comments from Gase this week in regards to Greg Dorch when he was asked about him. Yeah. He said he's fearless. And you could tell when there's a hole, he blasts through the hole. And it's one of those guys, pretty shifty guys. So, and just like last year, Frankie Louvre was one of our guys. This year we're keeping an eye on Dorch. Crowder. You know, I know you had a few catches there, Mike, but one of the things Sam said, which is really great, I want Jet fans to pay note to this because this is what you want to hear from your quarterback with one of his receivers, is that there was a play where it was an option route for Jameson Crowder. So Sam, Sam, he's in the pocket. Crowder can either sit there in the zone or he can continue into where there's the dead space in the zone. No one's there, right. right? And Sam, in his mind, sees all this open space and in his head, he's basically like, oh my God, run over there. Right. You know, he's like, please run. And Crowder... Knew where to go, so it was right. an option route for Crowder. Him and Sam, when they were the Sam said that they were on the exact same page. Yep. That's how they ended up getting that big time gain, a twenty six yard gain they had there on the option <laughs> route, and that's what you want to hear. He's, a, he's a, an intelligent player, a really really quick guy. If he catches the ball and there's open space, he's gonna get your yardage, yep. uh, Crowder. And if Sam and Sam tonight even. And we'll get into it in a moment. He looked great in the Giant game. Tonight, making really good decisions with the ball. Yeah. Uh, besides that first pass in the Giant game, since then, making really good decisions with the ball. Yeah, I completely agree with your points on Jameson Crowder. He brings a dynamic that Sam Darnold and this offense have not enjoyed really until now. And I think that he really is going to be a tremendous value. Um, and honestly, the offense was hot from in the first team offense was hot in game one and starting here in preseason game two it started at a fast start again uh sam led the offense right down the field once again to a touchdown drive um really ty montgomery looked absolutely fantastic on that drive uh sam darnold had great pocket presence i thought he made very good decisions quincy Inunua showed uh tremendous hands robbie anderson's timing that one post route he had 
uh, um, was tremendous. I thought he did really well, and he was able to prove that he could take some hits. And those are some things that you know were said about Robbie Anderson that he really wasn't somebody that could run a lot of different routes on the route tree, and that he may not be able to take the punishment that a lot of different receivers can take. So he got popped and got right back up. So that looked pretty good. In the O line, there's a bunch of different uh, offensive linemen that are currently aren't playing due to injury. Uh, Ryan Khalil hasn't started yet. Um, Awesomeli is out, and Winners is out due to injury. And the O-line was able to hold its own there on that very first drive. So that, to me, looked really good up front with the first-team offense on the very first drive. And then defensively, Jamal Adams. I think Jamal Adams is the best player on the Jets. Yeah, that's what I want to get to is this. Like, I know We're going to get to the offense in a sec, Mike. Not just Jamal Adams on the defense, but when you watch the way they play tonight, like last week, for instance, there was the G-Man. I didn't really see uh, Greg Williams' defense really on the screen when I yeah. watched. You know, yeah. like, trying to confuse the other team and, uh, you know, exotic blitz packages and this and that. You did see that tonight. Yeah. And when, when you look at the stat, Jets have, Jets have three sacks, but they have 11 quarterback hits this game. Yes. That is not like the Jets team we're used to seeing that was under Todd Bowles. So, even though people can look at us, and it is a weakness, Mike, you know, having that edge pass rusher or someone that we know on their own is going to be able to get to the quarterback consistently, we don't have that guy. But, I think in Greg Williams' defense, what he's able to do is create defensive mismatches that kind of benefit us. Because you saw today, it was third and long. Yep. You know, he only had two down linemen line up. They didn't know what we were going to do. They go in, they get a sack on Ryan. You got a sack from Adams today. You have a sack on Avery, by a sack by Avery Williamson. Copeland got a sack. Yep. Um, Hewitt, Hewitt has a hit on the quarterback. Copeland had another hit on the quarterback besides that. I mean, yeah. Jenkins, Jenkins had a hit on the quarterback. Yeah. It just seemed like when I was watching what Greg Williams was doing tonight... That was much more like what we're going to see. I'm, I'm not saying the success will be the same, right. but they were doing really good when Matt, guys, I don't know, Jet Jet fans, we had our backups in from the second quarter on, basically, defensively, besides David right. Williamson, and the, the they still had their first-team offensive line, and they kept Matt Ryan in forever. Yeah. And we were still getting pressure on him. Yeah. So yeah. I, that, that's what was interesting to me. I was yeah. like, look at this. This isn't even the starters anymore. Right. And yeah. they're still getting pressure on Matt Ryan. That was impressive to me. Like, Yeah. Did you see uh, Quincy Quinn and Williams? Uh, they kept trying to double team him every time I was. I had my eye on him. And he drew and a holding penalty. He was just, and, yeah. And he drew a holding penalty. Yeah, you saw that he, swim and move. And you saw the guy. And yeah. the guy didn't hold him. Yep. Um, who knows? He might have thrown him right of the way and got right to the quarterback. So. Yeah, and Henry Anderson was winning his battles because they were all worried about Quinn and Williams. Henry Anderson was getting great pressure. Jordan Jenkins. So I think I, I completely agree with what you said, and I liked a lot of the different schemes that um, he ran. And you know what? He reminds me a little bit of the way Rex Ryan ran his defense. Rex Ryan did the same type of thing. And what you can do – see, now we know that our biggest weakness is corner, right? And one thing that you can do is you can use a cover two scheme on those first and second downs to kind of hide your the fact that you have weaknesses on the on the corners. It's just third down really, and you saw that when they hit uh, Calvin Ridley across the middle. Arthur Marlett, uh had backed off the, his uh, receiver, and obviously he's not that great of a cornerback. And you can really punish them, punish you if you're trying to rely on your corners, but. You know, with that cover two safe, with that zone type of coverage, you can really rely on that, on those exotic blitz schemes on the first and seconds down to try to 
you know, really get some pressure there. So I think that Greg Williams is going to be creative in what he's going to use with defense. I just pray, I just pray that Tremaine Johnson comes back healthy week one. We absolutely need him. If he is legit, like you said before, this defense, I mean, you just saw the pressure that this defense was able to give on the first team offense of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, again, this is preseason, obviously, but I was very impressed in what, what I saw from Greg Williams. Offense w- offense was good. Offense was, you know, was efficient and everything, but my biggest takeaway from what I have seen in this game is Greg Williams and his ability to use the pieces and assets that he has available to him. One good play I'll point out that I saw in the first half, especially, was the play by Tavon Campbell, excuse me, Campbell, when they went up for the ball, kind of a fade route there. Looked like it might be a touchdown by Hardy, or at least a big-time first down. He gets his arm in there, stays with the play, almost like a rock bottom. Yeah. yeah. And that's an ABG show favorite, The Rock. Rock in my opinion. We love you, Rock. We love you, Rock. The guy was, and Cardi had to leave the game. The guy was knocked out of the game. Yeah. Yep. And not, not that you want to see that happen. You right. don't want to see that happen at all. But good defensive play. He's right on top of him. So what's happening here is that, so Jermaine Johnson's out. We know we have this gigantic color cornerback. I think what the Mountain's doing, Mike, he's going to see what these young guys can do. I mean, they're throwing in the fire tonight. And and one thing that's pretty good is that um, at least something like, not to say they played amazingly, but Matt Ryan played most of that first half there. Yeah. And a lot of these young cornerbacks were in there versus legit, you right. know, MVP level NFL quarterback. You know, yep. I think I think that's still kind of the level he's at. He's one of yep. the better quarterbacks in the league, Matt Ryan. One of the smarter quarterbacks. And they still had they still had Edo Smith and they still had some of the really good players in there offensively. So that's really good exposure for them. And if we get towards the end of this preseason and it's nobody has stood out, Mike, I think they're gonna have to do something though. You know, I mean if Tremaine, especially if Johnson's going to be banged up and miss a week or two to start the season off, which is not the case. I think he's going to be back by week one, That all reports that we've heard. But if he's not going to be, they're going to have to look into doing something, even if it's not somebody elite, just somebody competent they can throw out. Yeah, I mean, the current situation, they brought in Marcus Cooper, which we I thought that was a pretty good veteran ad. I don't know if he's going to really do anything as far as starting or whatever. But right now, you know, you got Daryl Roberts. You got Millette, Arthur Millette, and then you got Kyron Brown, who's an undrafted free agent. They cut Derek Jones, our boy, our boy, but he got he got destroyed last game, and I guess Greg Williams saw enough, and they let him go, and he went to the Packers. Now, I know he had an issue with his knee, but, uh, you know, he's had a couple of years. You would think he'd be flashing by now. We let him go, and we let him go in a position of need, and and here's the thing. Everyone knows the Jets are desperate at corner. Everybody. All those teams. So they're going to they're gonna try to do what they got to do to, you know, to bend us over. You know what I'm saying? But I think that the, the mountain is going to be smart. I think Here's the thing I think that is most important when it comes to being a general manager. Um, and, and again, it, decision making, obviously, being frugal or being smart with your money, obviously. But the one, the biggest thing I think in really all business is your network. You know, like our franchise, our fantasy football league that we have. You know, oh, they're, wait they're, a minute! Wait a minute! What is he going to take that? Oh, he got tripped up. Oh. Sorry, sorry, I almost lost it there, Mike. I thought we were going to have a, t- a fumble return for a touchdown there. Oh, so I'm behind. Know. I'm behind, so I didn't even see the play. I'm a little behind you because I'm, I've got it on the sling. So I'm about to see it right now. Oh, okay. Here we go. Watch this. Let me see. Oh. 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 Well, it's one of these things with the, with, the, with the Williams defense. He said that even when every ball that drops to the ground when they practice, right, he yeah. has them scoop up. 
Oh yeah. So they're used to always scooping balls up. That's one of the that's one of the uh, hallmarks of one of his defenses. You've seen that so far in the first couple games. Now this is probably gonna get called. I bet you this gets called back too. But we took it, ran it back. Pretty good job by Winter. I'm sorry, yeah, Mike, but, but but yeah, no. Our just overall, really, like I said, our corner situation. But one of the most important things that you need to have is a network. You know, and I was talking about our fantasy football league and how if you know and have good relationships with trading with people, you can actually create your team and do well with your team if you know the right people and you're able to make the right deals. Because you know, and now if you don't know anybody and you don't talk to anybody, then you're never really going to deal with anybody and your team is may never really go anywhere, right? And that's just an example really with our fantasy football team. But even with work, even with businesses, if you don't know other contacts, you know, you don't know how to wheel and deal, you're not really going to be able to identify value. So the fact that that I think one of the biggest values that the Mountain has is that he has a very strong network. He knows a lot of different professionals on a lot of different other teams and is respected. And if he needs cornerback depth, he will be able to find that, I believe, especially right around the time that uh, uh, cuts take place. So let's give the Mountain time, you know. Uh, maybe after the third preseason, going into the fourth preseason, we may be able to identify some cornerback depth. Yeah, and you know, Marcus Cooper, like you mentioned, Mike, and I forgot about him for a moment. We were talking about him before the show. He's 6'2", he's almost 200 pounds there, so he's at least, he's played seven seasons in the NFL. We're not saying this guy's an all-star guy. He's kind of like the addition of Lewis this week, which we had to the offensive line, which is more of a, a depth move. Because, you know, we're, we're not a deep team besides our starters, so these are the type of small moves you have to make. And who knows, maybe he's someone that can step up and play well. He's played seven years in the NFL, played for KC, Arizona, drafted by the Niners back in the day, 2013. But you get to that third or fourth game, like you mentioned, Mike, they might have to do something. We'll see what happens. What's your thoughts on Ja'Kai Polite now? The first game, there was really wasn't much on tape. Now, we like, DVR'd the game and went through the game again, and he had a couple tackles. But didn't do much, you know. It didn't really flash, and he wasn't in there versus the ones either. He was in there versus other teams, second and third, third string players. Touchdown, New York Jets! Wait a minute, Total number forty-seven. Wait a minute, is that Wesco getting a TD? Let's see what happens here. What? Let's oh flag! Oh, no, it could roof. be getting brought back. Uh, I think our bubble's about to get burst. I was actually, and I and I hit Wesco for last uh, game for not really. Doing the greatest in regards to blocking, but look at that. Yeah, Got this would have been the touchdown. Now, let's see. Uh, I believe this guy owes Wesco a steak dinner. Let's see what happens here. Who Who is the penalty on, guys? Do we know? Tomlinson. Oh, Brown. Okay. Oh, no, Brown. Oh, Wesco gets his. Oh, that's such a big moment for him. Take uh, it away. Take it away. Bubble uh, burst. By that guy. Uh, that's oh, all right. Man. That's all right. Anybody else stand out to you tonight? I mean, tonight, my yeah. guy, to me, who stood out in this game, if you watched the first team operate, was Ty Montgomery. I mean, yeah. he averaged five yards carry, seven carries for 36 yards. And they, most of the plays he was in there, he had positive yards. I mean, I can only right. think of one or, two, one or two runs he had there that were negative. He had one 14-yard run. Um, I don't know, he looked really good. The offensive line with him in there also looked good. Now, obviously, Lev... Oh, wait. No, is this, is this a touchdown New York Jets? Hold on a second, guys. Hold on. Is that Deontay Burnett trying to make the team right now? What? Is that what's happening? Walter Burnett, Davis Burnett. Webb, your days are numbered. So, let me it tell you like Let me tell you something. Burnett is the youngest, was the youngest Jet on the team last year. And... He's somebody, and I know we're going to be getting into our roster show next week, 
But Burnett is a guy that I thought was trending towards making the team, but because he does, he is not a contributor on special teams. I see him and I look at him and Dorch and Peak, and I say, which one of you guys is not going to be making it? And Burnett is Burnett's good. I mean, he's young. He's got that rapport with Sam. But you know, you got to be multifaceted. You got to be multifaceted. When, when they get to the Mike, when they get to the fifties, when they're at 50, 51, 52, 53 in the roster, those are the mm-hmm. dudes. Like you know, when they start comparing guys, st- uh, what they can do on the field, how much you bring to the team is going to come into play. So that's that's what I'm yeah. thinking with. If Dorch can produce to the same level that he can when it comes to the passing game, it's right. really no question. But right. Dorch is a little smaller than Burnett, you know. So who who knows? I mean, and Burnett's forty time much faster than Dorch, even though Dorch is really quick. One one guy I wanted to mention was Ty Montgomery. I think he looked great. I love when he's getting you know delayed handoffs wearing number eighty eight. It just throws your mind off when you're watching the game, right? And another guy who dusted off his uniform tonight, Mike. Didn't play most of last season. Had a serious injury. We thought his career maybe was threatened. Lifelong New York Jet came back tonight and played. Got some carries. Bilal Powell. Oh, yeah. Five carries, 20 yards. And yeah. he looked good. He, he, he did. Looked, he looked a little skinny. That first he looked spry. I thought yeah. he looked great out there. Yeah, he did. I think this spells doom for Elijah, but we'll, we'll get into that next week. Uh, I know. We'll see how that shakes out, Mike. It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting when they had to cut down to the 53-man to see who makes it. Because there's always, every year, with every team, there's surprises. There's guys you couldn't believe got cut. Guys you're surprised made the team, etc. You know, so I, I really can't wait for that. It's going to be very, especially with Adam Gase, who is an absolute wild card. Dude. As we know. Yes. So who knows how they're going to go when it comes to the running back um, situation. I know it's not necessarily Mike's news and notes. But you do have a few little scrapplings for us about training camp, don't you? Yes, I do. You know, bring it in. Bring the intro in anyway. Bring the intro in! Michael Agaris' news and notes! It is now time for... Hello, what's up, everybody? Mike's. You're a professional. I'm a professional. News and... Devastation to the locker room. Notes. It's the home of the Jets! Mike, I'm sorry I had to interrupt you, but your intro is too dope. We had to get it in. Oh, man. I tell you, guys, training camp just wrapped up. Isn't that amazing? Now they're going to actually go to real practices from here on out. So wrapping up training camp, I wanted to kind of high-level takeaways from what we've seen, you know, from OTAs, mini camp, and now training camp. When the history books are written and if the Lombardi Trophy sits one day with the New York Jets, they're second or maybe even third. And that's because of a quarterback named Sam Darnold. This training camp will be one of the indicators to show when we actually were it was able to see him start to take shape. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen beat writers. I've seen uh, newscasters, fans, all just ranting and raving about the offense. It's always about the defense, always about the defense, always about how the defense is winning battles. And this is the first time in, that I can remember where the offense dominated a lot of camp. And that has a lot to do with the fact that Sam Darnold looks like he really has learned this offense and is taking control of this offense. So first highlight really is his ability to elevate his game to be that franchise type QB that we all hope that he is. Le'Veon Bell is going to be expected to play a lot. We have seen him in multiple looks with Ty Montgomery, with with 
playing out as a receiver. Gase is using him in so many different ways, and I know he hasn't played in the first two preseason games, but from what we've seen and how much they're incorporating, Le'Veon Bell is going to be a tremendous weapon in this offense. Going to the rookies, Blake Cashman, excellence. Chuma Doga looks excellent, playing now with the twos and tonight with the ones. Quincy, Quinnen Williams has been great, has not been a disappointment at all. Ja'Kai Polite has lacked in his pass rush. He has, in games like right now, when you're playing up against these third and fourth string players, you should be dominating. You should be, you know, you're a third round pick because of your talent. You should be playing against these guys that aren't going to be on the team and on the practice squad and being get to get to the quarterback. But he's not doing that. And that's a, that's a little bit of a disappointment. Again, another third round pick that we had, Nathan Shepard. That's he's been a disappointment in the same way. But guess what? We drafted a guy named for Florenzo Fatukasi in the sixth round of that draft, and hit this guy has taken a major step forward and looks like he's going to be making the team. So there's guys that have been disappointments who are going up. Our lack of our corner situation is just really terrible. We've already talked about that. We hope that the mountain addresses it. And then lack of depth really on the roster. And this is because Mike McCagnan was not a good, uh, somebody who is good at the draft. We have a, a lack of depth everywhere. Thank goodness Marcus May has returned back to practice. And now we have May and Adams, you know, there at, and Rontez Miles at safety. But if you go up and down this roster, yes, the starters look like there's some quality there, but our backups were lacking a lot and we're going to need to really address that. And lastly, special teams. Kicker, please bring in another kicker. Please bring in another kicker. Please bring in another kicker. And special teams, you know, we're not sure if it's going to be Dorch with Cannon. You know, Burnett may make the team, may not, you know, because he's not a contributor. Peak, Cheron, Cheron Peak, who was a seventh round pick a couple of draft picks ago, stays on this team. And the only reason why he stays on this team is because of special teams. Will he stay on this team now? Who knows? That's another big takeaway. So those are my highlights from training camp. Um, it's been a good training camp. A lot of guys have gotten a little nicked up, a little hurt, but no major, major injuries to anybody as of yet, um, except for the major concern with Tremaine Johnson. But besides that, you know, where all systems go. Mike, can I tell you how Jet fans... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you a little bit of audio. This is going to represent how all Jet fans feel right now waiting for Le'Veon Bell to play football. I'm losing my patience. Let's do this! Yeah, guys, that's, that's actual real audio. That's a real thing. I just played right there. Now, Le'Veon Bell, just so everyone knows, highest average per scrimmage in the history of the NFL. Of any running back that's played over 60 games, 129 yards a game. We're waiting. We're anticipating. I mean, it's two games in now. I understand the process. Do we want him to even get on the field before the season starts? Maybe no. Maybe yes. I just know that in week three next week, home game, your boy's going to be in the building, okay? First home game, okay? Just got my parking passes today. Ready to rock. I was getting a little nervous, Jets, just so you know. Cut it a little close. Cut it a little close. I'll be there in the building. They're playing the Saints next week. Third third preseason game. Normally the game where the ones get the most burn. Right. I expect to see him out there next week. I thought he might play this week. He at least has to get a few carries, Mike, don't you think? Before the season starts, just to kind of kick some, you know, kick some dirt off the tires there. Uh, you know, he's played four or five seasons in the NFL here, so it's not like somebody that forgot how to play football. Right. But when you're getting clobbered by guys that are trying to take your head off, it's a little different than guys in practice. 
No matter That's what. Right. Wookiee's played. Wookie's played a really high level of football. He can attest to this. Practice is one thing. No matter how hard you're going. Yeah. The game, the intensity of a game, not the same. If thing. Le'Veon Bell's on my team, I don't want to see him till game one. Till it matters. I, I, he's too good of a player. He's played football for too long in that position to, like you said, forget forget how to play football. Yeah, you want to get him up to speed, and you could do that in some of the practices and stuff like that, but there is absolutely zero reason to have him on the field at all until the first game because, God forbid, anything bad happened, at least you could say, all right, well, it, it was a meaningful game at that point. Yeah, yeah you know something what? Happened. I would agree with you, Nick, but he hasn't played since 2017. He needs to get out there and get some feel before he goes out there and destroys the Bills. Before uh, Destroy, I, I like think, that. I destroys he, he the Bills. He can through the, through the Bills after not yeah. playing last Now that first, for week one, guys, <laughs> Jets home game. Place is going to be loud. Yep. Raucous crowd in there. Right. Kind of a new look Jets. A really positive feel from Jet fans. I want Le'Veon Bell to go berserk. And just, just go insane. Not, of course, guys. Of course, it's going to also help my fantasy football team. We don't have to get into that. But the New York Jets come before everything. If they go out there and just smash the Bills. And they're just low-level garbage white trash fan base they have yep. that are in the crowd just have to go home sad that'll make me happy too going into week two when Michael Agaris will be here in New York yep everybody in the stadium live in person you know who else will be there guys <laughs> the big singing Wookie Nicholas Rung we'll now we'll it's gonna be live it's gonna be fun we're we'll gonna record we're gonna record some audio for you guys when we're at the game that's gonna be a blast I really Mike I just even watching tonight when we watch the first team offense operate it was some trickeration we threw out there, some good play calling, which I've liked. I like most of Gase's play calling so far. And even yeah. defensively, I really like what Greg Williams has done. So I'm really just excited to get this going. And I'll tell you something else. I'm watching Luke Falk here. I like this kid. I like this kid. He, he's uh, he's not bad. And I hope we uh, we keep him on the practice squad. I don't think he needs really to make the team or not, but... Uh... This kid's, this kid's uh, not bad. Maybe our backup, our Luke future backup. Luke operating with a 149 QB rating for tonight, guys. Just hey. so you know. Looks good. He's decent, man. He looks good. He's operating the offense. Looks smart. I mean, Davis Webb is a complete jabron. Yeah, Davis Webb is... I mean, my He's word. selling insurance within two years, easily. Richmond. Something <laughs> of that nature. He'll be doing He'll be a quarterback. Quarterback camps. Yeah, he'll be like one of Peyton quarterback camps. You know, yeah. oh, I got drafted. You know, I, yeah, hey, I was there. I went to Texas Tech, and then Patrick Mahomes came, and I had to, had to transfer. My life changed. Yeah. Oh, Deshaun Kaiser's on TV right now. No, he's not. Stop it. Yeah, Stop it. Speak, speaking of just it. absolute garbage biscuits. Horrible. <laughs> you, you, you weren't even that great your last year at yeah. Notre Dame, and then you decided to come out. Before yeah. you should have. Deshaun Kaiser's so, flammable garbage liquid. That's what he's throw a match to it. Every, it just goes right up. Dumpster juice. Oh, he's so, so horrific. All right, everybody. That was another amazing edition of the NAZ Being Green podcast brought to you from Crystal Lake Studios during the Jets Falcons game, guys. Next week, we're going to come at you before the game. A little different because we got some guys doing the phone with us. CJ Carlos might join us. Yep. Do a little roster breakdown a little earlier in the week. The show's going to come out. I want to thank the Wookiee, as always. You know what? Your contribution is does, does not go unnoticed on this show, thank Wookiee. You what you bring to the table at all times. I just want to let you know that. And Michael, everyone out there who supports us, I want to thank them as well. And if you do want to listen to us, get at us, tell your friends about us, or support us in any way, shape, or form, how can they do that? Well, we're hosted on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. You can follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at 
jet.aebg. You heard the man on behalf of the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk, and my colleague and co-host, Michael Agaris. My name is Keith Farrell. 16-10 Jets right now. Seven minutes left. Let's get this preseason W. <laughs> get at you next week, everybody. Peace out. Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans, Jet fans, Jet fans, are very passionate. Bird, Bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans, very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't believe it.